Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. We're at a Friday morning. Thank goodness it's Friday. Maybe some of that uh, ice will disappear this weekend. Our temperatures are looking a little bit better than they have been. I did uh, get my shed cleaned out. My son runs the skid steer so much better than I do. And and I got to spread the manure. So five loads out, looking much better. Put a bunch of bedding in there. Put the heifers that are due to freshen here. Oh, pretty quick. They're looking, they're getting closer every day, of course. But uh, hopefully they pick a warmer day than today to get the job done. It's, uh, you've got Jill Welke here doing the Wax Morning Show with a whole lot of chores to do and temperatures we'll be getting to and the weather. And today we're going to talk about a little bit about trade missions. We're also going to talk about a bipartisan group of U.S. Senators and House of Representatives that are looking to get E15 into the year-round sales. And... FFA is very close to my heart, and National FFA Week is next week, and they've got a special Give FFA Day on Thursday the 23rd, and we'll find out a little bit more about that. And I also have the long audio today, and it's with Jeff Ditzenberger. He struggled with some health issues and mental health issues a while back, but he got things figured out and with a lot of help. And he he set up the help for farmers and just to try to get the word out there that it's okay to not be okay. And the I've been hearing a lot of the 988 calls. It took them 10 years of lobbying to get that 988 um call system out there for mental health and to get stuff going and it's only been out like oh about six months so sometimes the wheels turn kind of slowly but it 
I feel like it's a good thing to be out there and to help people know that it's okay to not be okay. And it's good to look for help because there's help available. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be doing today. Let's take a look at our weather right now here in Eau Claire. We're at 5 degrees. But today we're supposed to get up to 27. It's supposed to be sunny and breezy. Tonight, 20. Tomorrow, 37. Partial sun. Tomorrow night, 24. Sunday, 37. Monday, 33. Tuesday, 28. With partial sun on all those days. With Monday, a chance of snow and precipitation late. And Wednesday, 25, breezy with a chance of snow. And Thursday, 20, and breezy with a chance of snow. We'll see how that turns out. I'm sure Mike can fill us in more on what he's looking at the weather forecasts are. And it's time to get the chores done here at Wax 104.5. But we're going to have some music first. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're just a couple seconds before 5 o'clock on this Friday morning. And I did forget to mention that we'll be hearing from Bob. He sent back more audio from his California trip. And, uh, boy, it sounds like they've really gotten some nice weather out there and enjoying the time and enjoying the people and enjoying the trips. If you see, if you're hooked up to any of his Facebook posts, looks like he's got a big smile on his face. And, boy, they've seen a lot of different, they've gone to different events and they've seen a lot of different things out there, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on in California, and it's always fun to hear a different aspect and learn something new. So we're going to first go to our national news. Hopefully it works today, and then we'll be doing some more chores and hearing from Bob. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The death toll from last week's earthquakes in Turkey and Syria is now more than 43,000. Officials say three more people, including two minors, were pulled alive from the rubble on Thursday, roughly 10 days after the disaster. Rescue efforts have been hampered by near-freezing winter temperatures across the region. President Biden is getting a clean bill of health. More from Brian Shook. He finished a routine physical Thursday at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Maryland. Personal physician Dr. Kevin O'Connor said the 80-year-old Biden remains healthy and vigorous. He added the president is fit for duty and fully executes all of his responsibilities without any exemptions or accommodations. A neurological exam showed no signs that would be consistent with stroke, multiple sclerosis, or Parkinson's disease. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown is calling on Governor Mike DeWine to declare the recent train derailment in East Palestine a disaster. In a letter to the governor, Brown says he remains concerned about the hazardous materials in the air and the long-term health impacts this will have on residents. Declaring the situation as a disaster will allow for full federal funding in cleanup efforts. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman is being treated for clinical depression. Lisa Taylor reports. That's according to a statement from the Democrats' chief of staff. Fetterman is at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Maryland receiving inpatient care. A statement notes Fetterman has dealt with depression throughout his life, but it became severe in recent weeks. On Twitter, Fetterman's Pennsylvania colleague Bob Casey praised him for getting the help he needs. 
and being public about it. Fetterman was just released from the hospital after feeling lightheaded during a Senate Democratic retreat. His health has been in the spotlight after he suffered a stroke last year. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The weather continues to be very unfebruary like here in California. Bob Bosold here. When you talk about crops, you're talking about everything. And we see that in California. But, of course, the king is dairy. Dave Keekhofer is with us down in the Arcadia area. And, Dave, you know your way around dairy plants. We went to the Hillmar Dairy Plant in Hillmar, California. What was your thought about that? Anything unusual or different? They got anything we don't have? Um, it's quite similar to where I'm used to going, although here everything is done more in the wide open. Back in Wisconsin, everything is closed up because it's cold here. It's out in the open, and I guess anything goes there. And I didn't see many, uh, well, smaller trucks. You don't drive a small truck, but everything seems to be the, the semi-type truck around here, not, not anything smaller. Yeah, everything here is pretty much all semis. I really didn't see any triacs with trailers. Everything's pretty much uh, just a tandem trailer and tandem tractors. You and, of course, your wife, Deb, traveling with us. What do you think of California as far as what we've seen? It's a pretty special state, really, when it comes to agriculture especially. It's uh, really quite unique. There's so many different crops here, and but yet there's a lot of similarities to Wisconsin. It's a challenge out here, too, just like it is in Wisconsin. San Francisco reminds you of the hills of uh Arcadia, Buffalo County, trying to get down there. They don't have the ice and the snow to deal with, though. I wouldn't even want to attempt ice and snow on those hills. <laughs> Dave, thank you. Enjoy the rest of it. Thank you. Dave Kiko from down the Arcadia. Let's go to Cumberland now. Butch and Val Sutherland are with us. And Val, you traveled with us to uh, different parts of the country, different parts of the world. What do you think of uh, California? And I can't imagine this is your first time here. This is not the first time here, but it's the first time really getting up close to the acreage that the uh, farmers have out here and seeing the thousands of acres of nut trees and fruit trees and trying to figure out what they are as we go by in the bus. But I'm amazed at how well everything is maintained and orderly. I always thought dairy farmers had to be patient because it took two years to get a good heifer to come in the line. But when I see these trees, it's years before these guys harvest their crops. And similar with the wine country. They're just doing a great job. And when you drive through the Napa, we all heard of Napa Valley Winery, but taking that train ride through it, little monocultures to grow different types of grapes. And, of course, we don't appreciate that, but they know it. They know it. And uh, when I heard that they were working with uh, as much as 18 feet of topsoil i was pretty amazed at that they they do a good job out here and it's really fun to see we did go to an olive uh, place they process olive oil extra virgin olive oil did you learn anything about olive oil i certainly did i learned the difference between virgin olive oil and extra virgin and if you're going to be cooking you want the good stuff extra virgin olive oil <laughs> got enough to eat if you enjoyed the, the food around here the food has been wonderful, and yes, I've tried a few things that I don't ordinarily eat at home, and everything has been wonderful. Oh, that's good. Thanks, Val. Val Southern Butch, of course, is with us also. Butch, your thoughts of California, and of course, uh, you grew crops in Barron County for many, many, many years, but boy, have you ever seen land like this? is flat and, you know, pour a glass of water on it and just disperses itself for irrigation. It's really amazing how flat it really is. And I'm a surprise. Some of the guys tell us they got lots of water, which I always thought they were really short. So a little surprised in that. But I love seeing the countryside here. A farmer is a farmer. 
A farmer is a farmer is right, but they got that rain earlier, and uh, they said they got the reservoirs and their ponds full. We went to a cattle ranch. Didn't see a lot of cattle, but we saw the ranch, the Yolo Land and Cattle Company, around uh, outside of Sacramento and Wheatland. That was that was unique. That was something, wasn't it? I love that ranch. It was a, a working ranch. They were working on horses. They were out chasing cattle from pasture to pasture, and we had one heck of a good steak meal there. It was awesome. And, uh, of course, uh, we've seen the dairy plant. You've seen many dairy plants. But, uh, again, they do a good job. They should be credited at Hillmar for really promoting education to the consumer. Yeah, they're really good about that. And they got a really nice area to teach people what's going on, the ones that don't know about dairy. So I think it was very well done. You enjoyed it? Oh, very much so. Yes, I enjoyed it a lot. All right, Butch and Val Southern from the Cumberland area traveling with us on our farm tour in California. I'm Bob Bosold. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to take a look at our temperatures before we get into our markets. Here in Eau Claire, we're at 5 degrees. Medford, 12. Rice Lake, 1 below zero. Wausau, 12 and clear. Green Bay, 13. Marshfield, 10 and clear. La Crosse, 15. Madison, 16. And cloudy. And Milwaukee, 19. And our weather today, we're going to crawl on up to 27 degrees. And it's supposed to be sunny but breezy out there. Tonight, 20. Tomorrow, 37. Partial sun. And tomorrow night, 24. And staying in the 30s for a few days and there's going to be a chance of snow starting on Monday. And our weather today is brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Over 70 new Jeeps available now and over 70 new Rams available now at Chilson.com. And that's our weather. We're going to be sliding on over doing our market. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's market time. First up, we've got our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 157 to 164 with mixed at 141 to 156. Choice-fed beef heifers are 157 to 164 with mixed at 142 to 156. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 126 to 135 with select and silage-fed steers 90 to 125. Cows are 76 to 106. Bulls are up to 104. Butcher hogs are 40 to 75 with sows at 49 and a half to 53. Boars are 25 to 26 and a half. There's no quote on the shorn market lambs. Unshorn market lambs are 140 to 155. Feeder lambs are 140 to 250. Ewes are 70 to 95 with small goats at 70 to $2. Medium goats 160 to 280. Large goats 200 to $510. And nanny goats 190 to 380. And sliding on over to our mercantile exchange and our futures markets. Live cattle for February, 162.77.5. That's up 22.5 cents. April, 164.7.5 cents. That's down 52.5 cents. June, 159.72.5. That's down 47.5 cents. And August, 158.77.5. That's down 35 cents. And our feeder cattle markets, those markets are trending downward. For March, 186.22.5, that's down $1.10. April, 190.60, that's down 55 cents. May, 194.47.5, that's down 50 cents. And August, 
207.85 down 55 cents and sliding on over to our lean hog carcasses April 8577 and a half that's down 72 and a half cents May 9485 down 85 cents June 10315 down a dollar 15 and July 10495 down a dollar 10 we're going to look at our Chicago Board of Trade March corn that market is trending downward 675 down a fraction today March oats 370 down seven and a half cents. March soybeans, fifteen twenty-eight up two cents. March soybean meal, four hundred ninety-six dollars a ton. That's up four and a half cents. And wheat for March, seven sixty-two down two cents. And rolling on over to our cheese markets. Barrels, one fifty-four and three quarters up a penny. Forty-pound blocks, one eighty-eight. No change from yesterday. Gray double A butter. 242, no change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures, February 1792, down a penny. March 1764, down two cents. April up four cents to 1789. May 1834, down a penny. And June 1883, unchanged. And that market is trending downward. We need to get a few more chores done and then we will be hearing from an interview that I got down at the Corn and Soy Expo with Jeff Ditzenberger. He struggled with mental health, but he did something about it to help everybody else out there and mostly to pass along the message that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to talk about things to help you get through them and figure out a better way to live our lives. We need to do some chores first, though. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We talk all the time about taking care of our farmers, taking care of our mental health, taking care of the physical health. You know, we always talk about the physical health. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Mental health is so important. I caught up with Jeff Ditzenberger. And he has really experienced a lot of things firsthand, and he's gotten through it. And I want to explore a little bit about what are some of the things out there for farmers. As far as what we've got available for the farmers now, one of the great things that we did with Tammy Baldwin's office a couple years ago was to, part of the farm bill uh, has uh, some budget in there to get farm vouchers or get vouchers farmers can call the uh, wisconsin farm center and get a voucher from them to where they can actually go to see a mental health specialist uh it's very easy to do you basically call the wisconsin farm center tell them what's going on (laughs) they don't ask a lot of questions it's not one of those things where you know you need to worry about somebody showing up on your farm and you know maybe hauling you off in one of the white hug me coats as we affectionately call them in the mental health world uh and then also the wisconsin farm center now has a 24-hour hotline that um, people can call it's manned by a an actual uh uh, mental health specialist, um, and there's no charge to that. And then the other thing is is simply 988. Uh, 988 is now the uh, National Suicide Hotline, which is great. We fought and fought and fought for a lot of years to get that switched over. And when you want to talk about government red tape, I mean, us farmers are used to that, but there was a lot of things that went into that. And um, and then within my, organ- my own organization, TUGS, which stands for Talking, Understanding, Growing, and Supporting, 
we've got a few people that are available that are farmers that understand that language. Uh, we're also talking to a lot more of the uh, mental health professionals and explaining to them what hundredweight means, what you know return on investment is, what yields are, what drought means. I mean, there's so much of a, a disconnect from the from the the counselors and the consumers to the farmers that we're trying to bridge that gap and and help them understand you know that farmers speak a little bit different language than than everybody else does and we need to understand that language in order for us to help them out well you led right into my next thought of what are you guys doing to get those mental health providers kind of up to speed I've actually spoke in front of uh, over 200 of them not too long ago, 200 um, um, mental health specialists um, that uh, came up to me afterwards and were like, we never understood. Like farmers would come in and they would say things like, you know, I'm only getting $14 a hundredweight for my milk and we don't understand what that computes to. And then, you know, I kind of break it down for them to what the comparison is. Like if you were working at a job and getting $19 an hour and then all of a sudden you're getting $14 an hour, this is the kind of things that farmers deal with on a regular basis. And the, you know, the, 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 the challenge for farmers is too, is that there is so much that we can't control in this environment. Uh, the weather is one of the biggest factors. And, you know, I'm always like, even when I was still married to my wife, I'm like, why can't we just build a dome over this 150 acres and regulate our, our temperatures and all that kind of stuff? And we know that's not obviously going to happen. Um, but there is also a push too from a state standpoint and I think at a national level. Uh, I know I've had some conversations again with Tammy's office about, you know, trying to get some more education out there, you know, maybe some grants and stuff to, to, to kind of get that, that gap to be bridged. Um, the other interesting thing that I've noticed too is like a lot of the speeches that I give, the number of producers and farmers that'll come up to me afterwards and say, Hey, can you come out and talk to my guys? Hey, can you just, you know, can you come talk to our, our FFA group or can you do this? So there's, I think there's a, a little bit more of that conversation wanting to happen. The stigmas are still there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've got a lot of work to do, but I think, you know, we're starting to kind of maybe get that little bit of water over the bridge to where, you know, the conversations are actually starting to happen now. And that's, to me, that's probably one of the biggest things that we can do. Um, I teach QPR, which is question, persuade and refer, which is like CPR for mental health. And, uh, I've had quite a few different groups that have reached out to me. You don't have to have a uh, any kind of letters behind your name to learn that. You know, my mom says I have BS behind my name, but apparently it doesn't stand for Bachelor of Science. But uh, you know, you can just take a, an average, average ordinary Joe like myself, and and you can save a life with with that kind of training. And and I think that's one of the things that's really really crucial is that we get that into the the ag groups and the FFA groups and the 4-H groups and that kind of stuff, and and get them out there talking to to not only the neighbors but their own parents their own grandparents their own brothers and sisters and you were talking about outreach are there any new ideas and plans for more organizations getting involved not really right now that's one of the things i mean i've had people call me and say you know what you know tell me your philosophy of tugs well tugs is basically based on my navy career uh about a small ship helping a big ship out and so you know that's what our tagline is even big ships need little ships sometimes um and i think you know i that to me people have said businesses have said well we kind of like to model something internally within our company to do something like that so you know we've been kind of trying to do that from an out from an outreach center or an outreach uh, uh ideology i mean right now in wisconsin wisconsin farm center is probably your best bet to at least get you know rolling the ball rolling in the right direction uh and i will tell anybody out there listening right now 
first of all, if you're suffering, you know, my heart's with you. You're not alone. There's those of us that see you. Uh, you know, you matter. Uh, farmers out there, I mean, without you guys and gals, we don't eat. And you can't see me on radio, but I like to eat. <laughs> so my mom says I have a face for radio. Uh, anyways, um, but, you know, please just reach out. Call the 988 number if you have to. Call a neighbor. If you're a neighbor who thinks that... Uh, you know, your neighbor is maybe struggling. Maybe the farm doesn't look as nice as it normally does, or maybe things don't look like they're getting taken care of like they normally do. You know, stop over and just have a conversation. Uh, it's a lot easier conversation to talk about someone's mental health and suicide, suicide ideation than it is to have a conversation at a, at a funeral or a visitation after they've taken their own life. Well, you talk about starting the conversation. Any tips on how to start that conversation? It's really pretty simple. You know, in QPR, we talk about the question, and that's it's simply ask the question. Are you depressed? Are you feeling down? Are you suicidal? And the thing of it is, there's such a misconception out there that so many people think that if you start talking about suicide with someone, they're going to get more suicidal. I will tell you, in the six weeks that I planned my suicide back in the early 90s, if somebody would have just said, hey, need to talk for a minute? <sighs> we probably wouldn't be having this conversation because the course of my events in my life probably would have gone in a different direction. Um, and and if, if you're a person who thinks there's someone who's struggling and you don't want to ask the question, and I get that. There are people that are just scared to do it, and I totally understand that. Find someone that will. Find someone that will go with you. Go go with friends. Take you know, take a couple people. Grab some donuts. Quick Trip are my favorite. Glazers are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, take a little chocolate milk out and just, you know, have that conversation. And again, I will tell you, the tougher conversation is not talking to them about what's going on in their life. The tougher conversation is the one that we have after they're gone and we didn't do anything about it. And the one tagline that I like to use when I sign off on the show is, remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Does that kind of fit right into having the conversation? That is, and uh, you know, my one of my taglines, one of my one of my taglines is, "It's okay to not be okay." Guys, we can talk about our feelings. I know it sounds uncomfortable, but we can do that. Um, and the other thing is, is that, like on my email sign off is, "In a world where you can literally be anything you want, please be kind." And then, you know, an ounce of kindness goes a long, long way. Um, you know tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, you look nicer, you know, tell people that you appreciate them. And, and uh, you'd be surprised how many, how many lives we come in contact with every day that you can change with simply just a few kind words. And you did mention Tugs. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So Tugs is my nonprofit that uh, I started back in 2015, which happened because of a blog that I wrote for Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation that they weren't going to publish. Uh, For those of you that don't remember what blogs were or don't know because you're too young, that was a thing we used to do on the Internet, and they were pretty popular, and we would go viral with them before we started posting TikToks. Anyways, um, when I gave the speech for uh, Guys Night Out at Madison-Dane County Safe Communities, um, I was talking about how the ship that I was on had to have a tugboat get us into port safe, or if we broke down in the middle of the ocean, they would come and rescue us. And I was like, why couldn't life be like that? Like, what if you're a, what if you're struggling in the middle of the middle of the day in the middle of the day ocean, and you could call someone to come to come help you out? And and uh, on the way home, I said to my my buddy Scott, I says, dude, I want to start a nonprofit. And he's like, 
you already farmed. Do you need another one? And I was like, no, I want one with like less government regulation. Also a lie. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, late that night, I came up with the, with the idea of tugs, talking, understanding, growing, and supporting. Uh, even big ships need little ships sometimes. And the ideology behind it is that basically you find someone who's, who's unbiased, who's going to give it to you straight when you need to be given it, given straight, and who's also going to be there in those, you know, those times of trouble. And I give you an example. Scott, my friend Scott is one of my tugs, and I, I called him one day and I says, dude, I'm so, I'm just fed up with my lunch today. And he's like, why? And I says, cause it's leftovers. And he's like, you like leftovers. He says, yeah, but it's been leftovers two days in a row. And he's like, well, who packs your lunch? I'm like, my wife does. He's like, pack your own lunch. And I was like, what? Like the audacity of you to say that. But then when my, my buddy Rich, who I farmed with for quite a few years, uh, got brain cancer the first time and I was sobbing on the other end of the phone trying to get the words out. All I heard Scott on the other end say was, I'm here, dude. I got you. I'm here. Just, it's okay. Let it go. Let it go. And that's what we need. We need, we need people who are going to be honest with us, who are not going to coddle us. But at the same time, when we're having a bad day, they're going to validate our bad day, not give us toxic positivity and say, Oh, you know, somebody's got it worse than you or chin up buttercup or it'll get better tomorrow. Those are things you can't guarantee. And there's nothing that's more annoying when you're having a bad day than for somebody to come up and say, Oh, you know, somebody's got it worse than you do. They probably do. But right now, my, problem is the biggest problem in the world and i want somebody to just say you know what i'll sit here i'll listen to you i'll do whatever you need me to do you know but let's you know let's work through this and it's great to have that insight and he did something about it and getting the getting the word out there and just having those conversations and that was jeff ditzenberger and i appreciated all his insight and i'm hoping that you guys enjoyed some of it too and if you want to hear his our conversation again, I put up the podcast from our show today. We'll be on the WAX website. Go to the WAX website, Midwest Farm Report, and it's displayed right there under podcasts. And it just it's okay to talk about it. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to hear from Mike Dandria with our weather to see if he's close to what I've been talking about. <laughs> well, that's a good take on it, Jill. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is what it is. I, I suppose. Well, well, we'll see how close you were with, uh, I'll just dive right in with today. We'll, we have a clear sky, so that's giving us a chilly start to the morning, but we'll have more sunshine later on and winds out of the south to help push us into the upper 20s, but may not necessarily feel that way with those breezy conditions that we'll have later this afternoon. Otherwise, a warm front moves through tonight that'll bring us some cloud cover through the overnight and keep us relatively mild, but still breezy. Winds could gust anywhere uh, from 25 to 30 miles per hour later on tonight. Otherwise, we'll hold on to some cloud cover for Saturday and for Sunday, but temperatures will be a lot more on the mild side with highs into the upper 30s. Mostly cloudy Sunday night, lows dipping to the upper teens, but then we start to see more of an active weather pattern going into next week. May have a clipper system bringing us a quick round of snow going into Monday night. Mostly cloudy otherwise and highs mostly into the low 30s. But then Tuesday, 
We'll get a little break from the snow highs, though, into the upper 20s. And then we are tracking the possibility of a more significant storm system that will be moving through towards the middle to end of next week. Now, it's a little early to tell what type of precipitation that we'll see, but likely seeing those temperatures drop. So highs mostly into the 20s as it looks right now. That would, of course, give us more snow. But blustery conditions will take us into the end of next week, and we'll see those highs dropping throughout the end of next week. Otherwise, right now, we do have a mainly clear sky and a temperature of 4 degrees in Eau Claire. Well, you know, these temperature changes usually makes uh, my cows calve, too. So, Well, that's good, then. That's kind of what I'm looking at. It's Usually, you get your low-pressure system in. At least a lot of the time. Yeah, we have a low that will be tracking across central Canada that brings that warm front through overnight tonight. So while we're not exactly seeing the low move through our area exactly, it'll still be off to our north. Okay, well, good to know. I, You know, <laughs> I, I got to use all my uh, resources when I'm trying to figure out when these uh, cows are going to calve. So. Absolutely. Exhaust all resources, Jill. <laughs> Always. All, all right. right. Well, thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. And that was Mike Dandria from our TV 13 getting us a little update. And, you know, <laughs> we did joke a little bit about if he was talking about the same thing. I actually do get the weather off of the TV 13 thing. So it is it is from their mouth more than once. We better get some more chores done before we hear from Morgan. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start in the courts where a nurse accused of cutting off a man's foot without permission is pleaded not guilty. Mary Brown was in court in Pierce County yesterday to face charges that she amputated a patient's foot without getting the okay from doctors or the man. It happened last May at Spring Valley Senior Living in Spring Valley. Brown's lawyers say she cut the man's foot off to make him more comfortable. He later died. Brown is looking at 40 years in prison if convicted. As we look to other headlines, an armed and wanted man in La Crosse is in custody, and that's thanks to help from U.S. Marshals as La Crosse police say they found 28-year-old Jarrell Jenkins with a number of guns, ammunition, and a bulletproof vest when they arrested him yesterday. Jenkins was wanted on federal firearms charges. The Marshals say police in La Crosse, Onalaska, La Crescent, Minnesota, and as far as Eau Claire here actually helped in the investigation to find and arrest Jenkins. As we look to other headlines, we take it to the political stage. No shortage of activity there in our state, and that includes state Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahieu reacting, saying he was underwhelmed by Governor Tony Evers' budget message, particularly those tax increases. We've spent the last, you know, four years of the governor's term, eight years before that, being responsible, providing in core services, tax cuts, and building up the surplus that we have. And now the governor wants to throw it all away in one budget. The Oosberg Republican calls the Democratic governor's targeted tax cuts, quote, a gimmick and says the state should not jack up taxes on businesses. While we're on the political scene, we'll stay there a little bit longer, connecting the southern border to our area here in Wisconsin. Familiar name in western Wisconsin, Congressman Derek Van Orden recently took a trip to the border and is now linking fentanyl deaths here in Wisconsin to that. He went with a group of fellow Republican Congress people to see the situation along the Texas side of the border for himself. Van Orden says there's a direct link between the drugs that flow across the border and deaths here in our state. Says Gunderson Health and La Crosse reported nine overdoses last month alone. Says those should be blamed on problems at the southern border. While across campuses there could be a hike, UW Regents say they may have to raise tuition if lawmakers don't give them more money in the new state budget. Regents yesterday said Governor Evers' proposed budget would leave the university about $130 million short of what they asked for see uh, more information on
online and always click at 715newsroom.com. And we take it to the Golden State. Of course, Bob on his tour there now, but uh, another icon is celebrating a major milestone turning 100. And because it's, you know, Hollywood doesn't look a day over, oh, I don't know, 50? The world-famous Hollywood sign is celebrating 100 years. The sign debuted in 1923 on Mount Lee and originally read Hollywoodland. It was meant to promote the name of a new housing development in the hills above the Hollywood district of Los Angeles. After falling into disrepair in the 1940s, the California landmark was restored and the land portion was removed. 1923 was known as the Big Bang in L.A. when other iconic landmarks debuted like the L.A. Coliseum and the Biltmore Hotel. It also coincided with a sea change in L.A. when its population surpassed San Francisco for the first time. Nika McGahis, NBC News Radio. And with Bob representing Wisconsin and California, we come back to the Dairyland and head to the barn with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to take a quick look at our farm news. A bipartisan group of 31 U.S. senators and House representatives are working together to urge the Biden administration to quickly approve a petition from Midwest governors to allow year-round sale of E15 in their states. In a letter, the group of proactive biofuel supporters pointed out that governors are allowed, under the Clean Air Act, to permanently remove the one-pound volatility waiver for ethanol blends in their states, and that EPA has a 90-day deadline to sign off on the action. The original deadline was July 27, 2022, but just last month, a group of Midwest attorneys general wrote EPA demanding speedy action to the original letter written by the members of Congress. Higher blends of ethanol like E15 are viewed as a solution to lowering the cost for consumers at the gas pump with the added benefit of lowering vehicle emissions. Next week is National FFA Week, and it will be celebrated all across the nation by FFA chapters. More than 850,000 youth make up the FFA membership. Individuals across the country have the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of members by participating in Give FFA, FFA Day on Thursday, February 23rd of National FFA Week. Give FFA Day is an annual event where FFA and agricultural education supporters can donate to national FFA and state FFA associations of their choice that has been part of FFA Week for the past eight years. RFD-TV has pledged to match the first $100,000 in donations, with American Family Insurance and John Deere also pledging to match donations on Give FFA Day. The FFA organization has a goal of having 2,000 donors participate and raise $500,000 in just 24 hours. Donations from Give FFA Day will be used to provide valuable programs, events, skills training, and so much more. And it goes way beyond that. They learn how to do speaking contests and judging contests and so many good things. We better get some more chores done, and then we'll be heading to markets. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 4 degrees out there in Eau Claire, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. 
Choice beef steers Neffers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty seven. Choice dairy cross steers Neffers dollar thirty to a dollar forty nine. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar thirty eight to a dollar forty four. Choice Holstein steers dollar twenty five to a dollar thirty seven. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar twenty four and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 86 to 93. We had a top of 93 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 72 to 85. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 71 and down. Cold bulls sold from 75 to 93. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to $130 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $60 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 90 to $180 per head. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 17th, starting at noon. We are expecting 250 to 300 head of feeders for that sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715. 715- 835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we were lucky enough to hear from Equity Altoona. Now we get to hear from Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. What's going on up there? Well, Jill, and a good morning to you. Uh, we have a kind of a chilly morning, I guess, but we're still in February. We're looking at uh, 8 degrees right now, so uh, and kind of a little breeze today, so I guess it's going to be one of those chillier days, but we're um, we're moving on through February. So uh, uh, anyway, so I guess it is Friday, so why don't we just uh, tell the folks about what happened here this week at Equity Stratford. Perfect. All right, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Like I said, a summary from yesterday and this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow market. Uh, continued very strong market on the cows this week. On yesterday's close, high-yielding fleshy cows, fleshy Holstein and beef cows were selling from 82 to 92. Extreme top on the cow this week did reach 99, and that was on Wednesday's auction. Most of the cows this week sold between 60 and 81. Thinner cows, light carcass cows, below the $60 money. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls, mostly from 85 up to 103, lighter bulls 82 and below. Fed cattle trade, uh, choice grading beef steers and heifers, uh, selling from 143 to 155. Choice grading Holstein steers, uh, they're selling mostly from uh, 128 to 142. High yielding choice Holsteins from 143 to 147. Underfinished select grading cattle 126 and below. On the organic market on Tuesday, continues to be very, very strong. High yielding organic cows from 130 to 146. Uh, lower yielding organics, 125 and below. Calf market, uh, on, the, on the close yesterday, the Holstein bull calves mostly from 75 to 160. Again, a very strong sale on Monday's auction on these bull calves. Um, majority of the bull calves on Monday's auction were selling from 140 up to 240. Uh, heifer calves, pretty limited demand this week, $50 and below. Again, these beef calves, very, very strong, 175 to 350. And again, on Monday's auction, the fancy beef calves from 350 up to a top of 415. And we'll take a look at next week here at Equity Stratford, full marketing week, of course. Uh, I know, I believe Monday is a federal holiday, but uh, folks, Equity Stratford will be open as usual on Monday. Our next hay sale will be next Tuesday, also our next dairy auction next Tuesday. And next uh, feeder sale will be next uh, Wednesday. So folks, if you got cattle to consign, let us know. 715-687-4101 is our phone number. And also, uh, I mentioned earlier in the week, but if you are planning on attending the district meetings in your area, whether it be uh, Stratford or the Altoona Bear District, uh, 
give them a call down there at uh, Baraboo and let them know how many folks are coming for the meal, or you can uh, uh, send them an email as also. So you can check that out on our website, Equity Just Co-op, um, and you can either click on the Altoona or the Stratford page. So with that, uh, Jill, we'll turn it back to you. You enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you ladies on Monday morning. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. Thank you much. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We've got a few more chores to do, and then we're going to take one last look at our markets. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's our one last look at our markets. Chicago Board of Trade, March corn, 675, down a fraction. March oats, 370, down 7.5 cents. March soybeans, 15.28, up 2 cents. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, 619 for corn and 14.63 for beans. Connorsville location, 619 and 14.58. Golden Plump and Arcadia, 639 for corn. Baldwin, 631 for corn and 14.59 for their beans. Durand, 626 and 1453, Mondovi 631 and 1458, Elmwood 631 and 1463, with Fall Creek at 617 and 1438, Osseo 636 and 1463, Elk Mound 627 for corn, 1464 for beans, Sparta 621 and 1454, Ellsworth 607 and 1410, Northside Elevator Loyal Location 625 for corn and 1462 for beans, Arcadia Location 638 for corn and 1464 for beans, at our ethanol plants, Boyceville 640. Stanley, 631. New Richmond, 623 for their corn. And our dairy markets, barrels, 154 and three quarters, up a penny. 40 pound blocks, 188, no change. Gray AA butter, 242, no change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures, February, 1792, down a penny. March, 1764, down two cents. And April, up four cents to 1789. And one last look at our weather. Today, we're going to be crawling up to 27 degrees and sunny but breezy tonight 20 tomorrow 37 and partial sun and right now our temperature in eau claire is four degrees and that's what i have for you for this morning remember take care of yourself and take care of each other you've been listening to the midwest farm report available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day brought to you in part by bluff country feed and seed and montovi and the chilson family of brand dealerships chippewa falls and kadok on demand content at waxradio.com